1: Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. It's Friday, so it's, I call Jeff Duncan Day. We're going to we break down the saints and spend a couple of segments with Jeff Duncan, the incredible writer and columnist for NOLA.com and The Times-Picayune. How you doing, my friend?
0: Ricky, I'm doing great, man. Isn't this weather spectacular? This is like the best time of year. It
1: is. It is, man. It's been, you know, we had cruising the coast over here this uh, week. Oh, it was record. uh, Between 9,000 and 10,000 cars registered, another that many probably that didn't register. I, I've said on the on the show here, and, my, and the the listeners are tired of me saying it, I'm sure, but it was a world class event and a world class destination with world class weather. It was absolutely a record breaking breaker in every respect. It was unbelievably successful, That's awesome. really successful.
0: I had some hey. friends that went over that went over there for it, and they had a great time.
1: Yeah, that's it. everyone who comes here does. It's just it's just an incredible uh, uh, event, really. One, unique and unique, and and that it includes so many different cities. And it's uh, been voted by USA Today numerous times as the top cruising event in the United States. And and that's why it's just a unique event. Hey, listen, I want to. I'll put a little plug in here. You don't ever ask me to do this, but I, I need. I think it's important to note this. That I say that nola.com and the times Union have done such an, an incredible job of covering the Saints and, frankly, other sports for that matter. And uh, I, I had the obviously the opportunity as president publisher of times Union and nola.com to see several members of this team in action, you included. And I almost exclusively—I mean, really—I don't even catch myself doing it anymore. I don't get my news any other way than from nola.com. I mean, it's just. I mean, because it's, you guys do such a, I don't know, thorough job, deep coverage, deep analysis. You have such a cast of characters that are involved there. You've done a really great job with with, uh, with the uh, live videos. But I really want to encourage people that if you want great Saints coverage, go to NOLA.com and sign up for the Saints newsletter. You'll get it every morning, and it will break down what the stories are, give you a little bit of a summary of about each one of them. And the team there does does an awesome job. I mean, you do work around a great team, don't you?
0: Yeah, you know, I thought about it. I was putting the newsletter together last night and uh, I was just marveling at how much coverage there was uh, yesterday, Wednesday. I mean, we must have had eight stories from Saints locker room, every update. I mean, you're not going to miss anything. And Luke yeah. Johnson, our beat, report, beat reporter right now, is I told him he's on top of his game. I mean, he he did a great job breaking down. Every week, he or I will review the game, the previous week's game, and kind of you know, rewatch it, but with a fine-tooth comb, we'll go over uh, what we're seeing and use some analytics and statistics that really, I think, enlighten people as to what the Saints are trying to do in their games and how well they're executing it. So I think that that is actually one of the best things we do every week because it really kind of gives you insight into the team Um, Yeah, he
1: did. I mean, you guys did a good job, and he in particular did a great job of really zeroing in on the game plan and how they executed that game plan and uh, you know weaknesses they saw in the in the uh, defense over the last couple of years that 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 enabled Alvin Kamara to run up all those all-purpose yards but to to have Alvin Kamara had that kind of a game again but to also engage Taysom Hill the way that they did I mean he had a game I mean let's go ahead and start with that I mean he had a game for the ages didn't he Jeff
0: yeah yeah I said it on my Fox 8 commentary this week it was a A Game for the ages and a game for the pages of the record book because I mean, he, he broke uh, numerous records. I mean, Archie Manning texted me Monday morning. I don't want to name drop here, but he texted me and said, uh, Hey, you know, I was the last and only saint to run for three touchdowns and throw for one in a game. Uh, and he was just marveling how great Taysom Hill is. Uh, he called him a total stud. And uh, look, I, I think we need to caution people though. This is one thing that. I'm running into this week, Ricky, is I think everybody thinks this is going to happen every week. And uh, Seattle's one of the worst run defenses in the league. That's why the Saints did what they did to them. That's why they had that game plan. It's not going to be that easy every week. Uh, They're not just suddenly going to just start running over people with Alvin and and Taysom. Uh, It was definitely a weakness of Seattle. I don't know if they're going to hold up all year if they keep playing defense that poorly. It looked like they weren't even prepared for the Taysom Hill package. I, I was astounded at how well it worked. Uh, but it's also going to make opposing uh, defensive coordinators now have to prepare for that heavy package. You know, I've, I've, I've documented it a couple of times. They run a package, Ricky, with seven offensive linemen, three other tight ends, and Taysom Hill at quarterback, who's, who's basically like a tight end now. Uh, I haven't seen that before in my journalism, I mean, in my NFL career. Covering, covering the NFL, where you have basically 11 big bodies. It, it's it's pretty impressive.
1: You know, in his time at quarterback, and as you well know, if if not for his in, injuries, who knows where he would be today relative to, to being quarterback for the Saints. But the reality is there were injuries and things kind of fell the way they are. But his time at quarterback and, and being in that quarterback room last year and watching how, how sharp he was when he threw that touchdown pass – that makes him, you know. I kept saying, you know, eventually, eventually, they, he's he's going to drop back and he's going to throw the ball. I mean, that's going to happen, and it happened in that particular game in a perfect scenario. And his practice, uh, I mean, so much practice throwing the ball. And Now he's in the tight end room now, and now yep. you say, okay, maybe if they don't put him in the quarterback, they're going because he's so talented. They're going to find ways to to get him in a in a weakness of the defense and let him kind of do his thing. But man, you turn him loose in open field. And he is a for, number one, he's fast as hell, but the other, day, he's tough. He's just, he's going to, he's going to, he's not going to run out of bounds.
0: Yeah. Adam Troutman, I was talking to him after the game Sunday. And of course, he's, you know, in the same tight end room with Taysom. And he said that he's talked to defensive backs and linebackers around the league on opposing teams. And he goes, trust me, no one wants to tackle him in the open field. Nobody. <laughs> and you know, I think they clocked him with that, with those. Uh, Next-gen stats, running over 20 miles an hour, almost 21 miles an hour on that long run. I mean, that's significant speed for a guy of his size. He's just like what Sean Payton said. I mean, he's a unicorn. Uh, I think we all get caught up in trying to pigeonhole him into a certain position. And he's just a football player. He's a great football player. He's a rare guy in that he also plays special teams. I mean, he's the pump protector. Uh, on, on the punt team he goes down on kickoffs i mean he just does everything and he does it with a selfless attitude and that's why he's such a popular guy in the locker room
1: and you think about the injuries he got last year I mean man he concussion he had to have major foot surgery during the offseason but i mean that was just the beginning of the, the the injuries he dealt with throughout the year for him to put the kind of Time into rehab and to come back and be at the top of his game the way that he is today. You know, certainly it helps him stay healthy for sure. But uh, man, what a team player!
0: Well, and you know, you can see why Sean Payton was so enamored with him because, as Sean said, when he's in the game, defenses have to play the Saints differently, and it does open up some things downfield in the passing game. We saw that uh, on that touchdown pass. Now. The problem I think you run into is when you have a guy that's no different than what Baltimore probably runs into and faces with Lamar Jackson is, can the quarterback that runs the ball that much hold up in the NFL as violent as the game is, as physical as these guys are? So I think they might have found the sweet spot right now using him in this role where he's not taking as much punishment, but he's able to kind of situationally be this weapon. I mean, the Saints right now, Ricky... I think they lead the league in, in short yardage offense, goal to go offense. They lead the league in scoring. And in the red zone, I think they're second. And that's primarily because they go to that package with Taysom Hill. Everybody knows it's coming. They can't stop it.
1: And that's, hey, you mentioned Sean Payton. We'll get just a quick side note. You guys had a story, I think, within the last day or so about is, it, is he a potential candidate for the Carolina Panthers? I watch him on TV. He seems awkward on TV to me. That That's not his thing, Jeff. I mean, what do well, you think? he's
0: going to want to coach. I mean, I, I, we've talked to him recently and uh, talked to a lot of people that have spent time with him. He's got the itch again already. And we haven't even gotten halfway through the season. But I don't think he's going to rush out, Ricky, just into any old job. I mean, he's going to have his pick of jobs. But every year we, we, we tend to think there's not going to be that many openings and there ends up being about six or seven every year. And I think he's going to find one that's appealing to him. Somebody's going to throw a lot of money at him because he's definitely the top coaching candidate on the market. And then they're going to have to negotiate with Mickey Loomis to find some compensation. It's going to be fascinating to watch in uh, the best – scenario for the Saints is if multiple teams want Sean Payton that way they can leverage that that negotiation if there's just one team it's going to be difficult to get much for him uh, and if I'm Mickey Loomis there's no way I let him go to the Carolina Panthers in the old division I, I can't see that happening
1: I can't see it either. Hey, man, again, there's so many storylines. But uh, one is that the season-ending injuries, we've been lucky in that regard. But, man, we've had so many different injuries. Why don't we do this at the end of this segment? When we come back, We'll get an update on Lattimore, uh, Chris Olave, uh, Jameis Winston's back and limited, but he's back in, in practice. Uh, there's some other injuries to talk about as well. But when we come back, we'll uh, pick it up from there and continue on with this unusual Saints season that we're all experiencing. We'll see you when we come back.
0: On demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
1: Welcome back to Coastview. View. We're having a, uh, our weekly conversation with uh, Jeff Duncan from NOAA.com and the Times Union And uh, boy, well he, we, he, we missed having him on during his time in London. We almost got in sync, but we couldn't get the calendars in sync. Uh-huh. And I heard from a few people, don't tell us he's going to be there and then not have him. That, that that irritated some people. And I think that's great. That means people expect to have you here each week. You know, I, I ended the last segment with saying it's a weird season. But, you know, it's not just a weird season for the Saints. It's it's a weird season for the league. Ta- you know, talk about that.
0: Well, I just think there's more parity than ever. I-, I can't see anybody. I mean, the, e- the Eagles right now, the unbeaten team in the league, but you know, they don't seem invincible to me by any means. Uh, the AFC is stacked. I think Buffalo clearly is the best team in the AFC right now. I guess Kansas City as well, but the NFC is wide open. And the, you know, we thought that the NFC East was going to be kind of a pushover uh, division, and The Cowboys, uh, even without Dak Prescott, have really played well, and the Giants, I think, are one of the surprises in football under Brian Dable, who's probably emerged as the early candidate for Coach of the Year. So you just never know. That's what's so amazing about the NFL, Ricky. From year to year, teams always have hope. It's such a, and to me, the the league's genius was, uh, you know, when Pete Rozelle decided to have revenue sharing. it, It it created a level playing field for all these these teams, so the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints and the Buffalo Bills, these small markets, can compete with the Cowboys and the Rams and the Giants uh, on a level playing field. It's not like that in Major League Baseball, the NBA, and that's why I think it's been so successful.
1: Speaking of the NBA, I can't wait to talk more about the NBA on, on upcoming shows. You know, man, it's great to see that team coming together but we'll leave it at that and we'll come back and and have a full full review of the Pelicans here pretty soon. You know again, we don't, you know, unless there's something I don't know, we've been pretty lucky on season-ending injuries, but we've had to deal with a lot of injuries. Alave, Alave actually might have been the first you you'll know the answer to this. Was he the first NFL player to be pushed into the new protocol, or was there others that that we just didn't know about?
0: No, there have been others, but but yeah. this is certainly kind of the new rules. I think he's in the third stage. You know, there's different stages of the concussion protocol, and I'm hearing pretty positive things on him. But I still think the team is going to err, especially league wide, on on the side of caution with bringing him back. But I know he's he's advanced pretty quickly. And, and he's a key guy. Obviously, he's the leading receiver on the team. They've been hopeful to get Mike Thomas back. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday. That's, I thought that was a little bit of a, of a disappointment because I've heard he was close to coming back. Uh, so the receiving core suddenly is a concern. Uh, I think Jarvis Landry will be available this week. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is a high-powered Cincinnati offense. I would argue that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback the Saints will have faced this season. And with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, who I know is he's banged up himself, but also Tyler Boyd, the Saints are gonna have to score some points, I think, to uh you know, to outlast Cincinnati. So they need those receivers healthy.
1: From from reading you guys at Noel.com and kind the of Times Big Unit, uh, there were there was a lot of focus on this. You saw when they fell on uh on Lattimore's belly. That during that touchdown that you know you got to, you, you don't just worry about the abdominal muscles, but you worry about like a, a spleen, for example or something like that. I know they did some tests Sunday night, I know they did some more tests on Monday morning, all of this I got from nola dot com at the Times became, but I think it's looking pretty good for him in terms of any kind of serious injury, but what are you hearing?
0: yeah, I think you're spot on there like uh, whether he plays on sunday we I think we'll find out toward the weekend how he progresses, uh, but he's critical to me he's the most important player that's on the injured list right now in this game because he would match up with Jamar Chase. I mean, Jamar Chase is a big physical dude. He's not as big as DK Metcalf. We saw how big and massive that guy was uh, for Seattle. Had a, had a big 50-yard touchdown pass, but very similar kind of body and build, and that's Marshawn Lattimore's wheelhouse. Uh, Lattimore, I think, has lost a little bit of speed. He came into the league as like really a, a almost a track guy. I don't think he's quite that fast anymore but he matches up really well with these big physical guys like Mike Evans and DK Metcalf. So they need him healthy for this weekend.
1: When we're talking about defensive backs to did, did Adobe have kind of a tough game last week? I mean,
0: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think yeah. it was more on the safeties. I mean, they had so many new safeties in. I think people forget Marcus May's been out and PJ Williams is a guy that uh, they really value and I think his loss last week hurt because They were using guys on the back end that aren't used to playing back there, and that's why they gave up so many explosive plays. I mean, they had the big play with Tyler Lockett late in the second half where uh, Daniel Sorensen and J.T. Gray were on the field. They're mainly special teams players, but they were on the field at safety, and and it showed in Seattle. I I thought Geno Smith played very well. I was really impressed with him. I I thought the Saints would, would maybe expose him, and he'd come back to reality, and I was completely wrong. I mean, he's really playing well. And uh, they're going to be, they're going to score points on people all year long.
1: But, you know, you're talking about, I mean, go, go back and, and watch most of those touchdowns or those plays. And what you see is <clears throat> this, this, it's not like the defense was playing terrible. The the windows that he was throwing into were so freaking tight, yep. Jeff. It was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. an inch that way or an inch that way. And our guy gets it.
0: I mean, yeah. That's, just, but that's not, that is the NFL to some degree. I mean, Uh, I thought Kirk Cousins did that as well, dropped some balls in. And that's what you see, and I think it's really good for fans to recognize that and see this is what it is at the NFL level. So this is what you have to be like to execute at a high level in the NFL. It's what Drew Brees did so well for years, and the Saints' passing attack hasn't quite been there the last year and a half or so. They've got to get back there, I think, to compete at the highest level. At the quarterback position. Right now, I think Andy Dalton is managing the game well. I thought he made some nice plays, but the running game carried him last game. Now, in this game, they're not going to run the ball as well against Cincinnati. They're stouter up front, so they're going to have to make some plays in the passing game, and that's going to come on probably on Andy Dalton, even though Jameis Winston's come back. I don't think he's going to play this weekend.
1: Uh, speaking of Sean Payton, they had something to say about Kamara and Ingram protecting the Rock this week. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts about us not being able to hang on to the football?
0: Well, I mean, it's they lead the league in, in giveaways, 13 giveaways. I mean, it's hard to win in this league when you fumble the ball and turn it over at that level. Uh, th- that's why I think, you know, they're not going to have Deontay Hardy this week. Uh, I don't think that's that big a loss because I don't think Hardy's played at a very high level right now. I think they're probably going to uh, promote somebody from the practice squad See if they can get a spark on returns. But I think it's a little uncharacteristic of of Alvin Kamara. I mean, that was a big turnover right before halftime. Really, it was almost a 10-point swing there. They gave up a touchdown. They were getting ready to kick a field goal. Uh, I would live with Alvin Kamara because I don't think he's going to turn it over as much. Uh, But it's something that they've tried to emphasize. But the problem is it's not just one person. I pointed out five different players have fumbled. When we talk about penalties. They've had 25 different players now commit penalties. So it's not like it's one or two people that you can correct the issue. It's it's kind of team wide.
1: Well, do you? How do you land on this? Do you, when you see those kind of stats, do you say, man, it's coaching, coaching, coaching is not where it needs to be? Some people say that. What do you yeah,
0: say? I, you know, I, I think there's some validity to that. I mean, obviously, you are what you are. You know, the Bill Parcells line. But I think it's more on the players. I mean, the players have to kind of uh, – the leaders on the team have to hold each other accountable at the NFL level. And right now, I mean, the Saints, it's kind of – I think they had a little bit of a wake-up call uh, in, Minnesota, in London with the Minnesota game. Uh, I thought they started showing uh, their identity there, and I think it carried over to Seattle. Now, this game to me is going to be critical to see. They just need to pl- continue to play well. Now, if they win or lose, we'll see. Those, those things will happen, but – they just need to continue to play with that edge and that energy because I haven't seen a lot of energy out of this team, and that falls to me on the on the leaders of the team. And at the NFL level, you can't just bench everybody. You know, you don't have a 90 man roster like they had in college, so it's you got to get it out of the players that you have, and that starts with the leaders.
1: Well, we had some uh, some protection issues with the offensive line. It does seem like they're getting the offensive line's kind of bringing it back together again. What's your read on that?
0: Yeah, I agree. They, well, they played really well, especially in the run game against Seattle. And they're going to have to play well this week. I mean, our, our old friend Trey Hendrickson is on the Cincinnati Bengals. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. You know he's going to want to play well because the Saints let him go and didn't pay him. So he's going to have some incentive in that game, as will Vaughn Bell, the safety, who's played extremely well for Cincinnati since he's gone up there. So a lot of kind of subplots in this game, in addition to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase coming back, playing in the Dome for the first time since they won the national title game.
1: Well, you and I talked a lot about this before the season started. The offensive line was going to be critical in the trenches of where we're going to win the game. They didn't play so well initially. They're playing better now. You said the defensive line was going to be the key to winning. They had they struggled in the beginning of the season. They had a good they had a good game last week as well, don't you think?
0: Yeah, and look, they need to have a big game this week. To me, that's the key to the whole game. Is will the Saints' defensive line? I mean, Cincinnati still hasn't corrected their issues up front. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow's still getting sacked at a high rate, getting banged up. That's the area where the Saints can dominate. Their defensive line needs to control the line of scrimmage. If they do that, I think it'll be a low-scoring, tight game into the fourth quarter.
1: Another close one, and maybe we start winning these close ones like we did last year and the year before. Hey, listen, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. We'll we'll, we'll hope for a good, good game this week and look forward to visiting with you next week.
0: Yeah, let's talk Pelicans next week.
1: They open the season next week. so We can we about- will. Wow. So it's going to be fun to watch the Pelicans this year. I've been enjoying the, the preseason games. It's been awesome. Awesome. Yeah, okay. We'll talk,
0: we'll talk next week. I look forward to it. Have a great weekend, everyone.
1: You bet. You bet. See you, Jeff. Take care. We'll see you. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday morning.
0: For free to the Coast You podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. Media Production.